Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. You know what? Three and out for the Ravens. Niners driving. I was like, oh, sh-. it's going down again. But we all thought. No one's on the Niners level, right? And then, all of a sudden, Turnover. Oh, then you get the safety. It's all right. The defense is humming. Then, then you go up 5 nothing. He's got the baseball scores and stuff like that. It's all right. You're up 5 nothing, And then the Ravens start cooking. And Lamar starts going. And then the turnovers go up and up. And then you pitch a shutout if you're the Ravens in the third quarter. 17 nothing there. And that was all she wrote. And then Brock Purdy left with a stinger. I thought he was concussed uh, when I first saw it. And then he won the blue medical tent, and they, they labeled it as a stinger. Usually when I hear stinger, it's like, okay, he got shaken up a little bit. The, the nerve ending somewhere, somehow. you know, And they just kept him out. And I thought that was actually very surprising. Um, because it's one thing if it's a head injury, Sam. You know, he's concussed. That, hey, you want to, the, the, He's your guy. Brock Purdy's your franchise right now. He's been the MVP candidate the last few weeks, leader in the clubhouse. You want to keep this guy healthy for the playoffs. You saw it without him in Philadelphia. You're not winning without Brock Purdy. So from that, I understand. But when I heard it was a stinger, and it was, what, 10 minutes left, 8 minutes left, still in the fourth quarter, you're down three scores, you probably weren't winning the game anyways. I was just shocked that they kept him out because of a stinger. What say you with that? Yeah, I mean, it's it's at the point now where it's just like I'm kind of wondering what even is going on when you do get a stinger there. Well, I think it was a, last week against Arizona, it was a stinger to his non-throwing shoulder. They say it was a similar injury here this week, I believe. It was another stinger to his non-throwing exactly, shoulder. yes. Something like that. So I guess, you know, what are the odds that two weeks in a row he gets a stinger in the same area? Yeah, that that was kind of interesting to me. I figured, I figured it would be something that... At that point of the game, it was 33, I believe, 33-12 when uh, that last injury yeah, happened. Yeah, they were down there. three touchdowns. Yeah, it, it basically the game felt like it was over. I mean, there was that back-breaking sequence in the third quarter where the Ravens scored, Brock throws the interception, Ravens score on the next play. It was, you know, two touchdowns in an 18-second span. That, I feel like, more or less put the kibosh on, on the game uh, for the Niners on Monday night. If the if game was closer, probably if it was like a two-score game, maybe Brock comes back in, especially after Darnold leads that uh, touchdown drive there in relief. But yeah, no, uh, very very interesting there how they kept him out. But again, it, it felt more like, let's just play it safe here. This game's a lost cause. We don't need Brock getting hurt any worse. We've seen how many quarterbacks have been dropped around the league all around, all throughout this season. There's no need for the Niners to unnecessarily risk their basically their franchise guy when you have two very important games coming up. It's an AFC opponent, so as far as losing any tiebreakers with your NFC opponents, this loss doesn't really hurt that. If there's ever a time just like, you know what, let's punt, that's a time to do it. I think Trent Williams, another one, he kind of I think he got injured on that fourth groin, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, the groin injury got injured on the fourth uh, interception trying to grab that ball back. 
it looked like he could have probably gone back in too if the game was more winnable. So at some point, I mean, again, credit Kyle Shanahan. We we sometimes you know fault him for maybe you know running guys into the ground a little too much, playing a little too hard there. You know, recognizing the situation where it's like you know what. Let's not try and, and get guys hurt fighting for a lost cause there. That's kind of how I took it there. But two weeks in a row, though, having to leave the game with a stinger injury and, and Sam Darnold coming in, it was a little bit better from Darnold this week. You know, that last week when he was in against Arizona, every time he throws the ball, you're having Jimmy Garoppolo flashbacks. <laughs> but God, he's got a cannon, though. I'll say this to Sam Darnold. Guy's got a football. cannon. Thrower As of the thrower football. football. He is elite when it comes to that. And then ultimately, you know, you know, it was getting a little interesting there late. If they got that touchdown, they got the three timeouts if something happened because I could not have waited. I might have came in early if Sam Darnold somehow let a comeback down 21 points with eight minutes to go in the fourth quarter against the Baltimore Ravens, the best team in the AFC. That might have, you know, blown up the entire week. Is there quarterback controversy? Didn't happen. Niners take the L, 33-19. It almost would have been worse, I think, if Darnold had led that comeback. It would have been, no, no, no. Wouldn't it have, no, because then it's like, now we go from, oh, you know what, it's a tough loss to a really good opponent. We can always, you know, bounce back from that to, well, hold on a second. Do we need to start having a should Sam Darnold start conversation? Well, I, I think a lot of the Brock naysayers would have said, hey, look, Sam Darnold just came off the bench so like just hasn't played all year other than mop up duty and then he was able to do that yeah that's a product of Kyle Shanahan I'm gonna take everything I saw with Brock Purdy this year with a grain of salt he's basically Jimmy Garoppolo 2.0 that's what a lot of the naysayers I think would have said if that came to fruition it didn't and just think that that Sam Darnold is somehow on Brock Purdy's level just watch the body of work uh, Brock's been amazing this year we're not taking anything away from what he's done this season but as we know Sam. You are only as good as your last game in the NFL, and his last game wasn't very good. Four interceptions. Kyle Shanahan, your thoughts on Brock's picks? Oh, not playing. It's okay. Hashtag new studio. We're still work workshopping it here. Did we fix this, by the way, Sam, in the studio yet when we're playing sound in here? Apparently people, not. Apparently not. Is studio Hotkey 7 potted up over there, too? Yep, no, we got it well, up. Uh, oh, there we go. Got a way to get out that's of it. It's all right. We'll restart it. Let me turn it, it off real quick. I'm going to turn it off. Probably helps when they're it. actually, hotkeys are actually turned on. It's okay. Hey, you know what? We're workshopping here. It's almost a new season, new year for all of us. And you know what? We'll get out of these kinks way uh, early. Shanahan, your thoughts on Brock's picks? There was some space that flashed, and he just reacted and let it rip. He was probably feeling pretty good after the first few plays and thought he could squeeze it in there, but can't reverse that coverage. So that was the wrong decision. And, you know, just looking into all the others, others were real unfortunate plays. You know, we were in a run play that they got us on a corner blitz, and he had a way to get out of it, but he had to throw it over that guy, and the guy made a hell of a play jumping and tipping it, and the other corner on the backside ended up getting the tip and picking it. The next one was a scramble on third and seven where really threw a 50-50 ball to George and um, 14 did a hell of a job getting his hand in there and tipping it up in the air and he got another tip. And the one in the third quarter, uh, he made the right read. The Mike linebacker got under a route by Ayuk, so he went to his check down, which is the right decision, but he was getting hit as he threw right on his right arm and the ball bounced it up in there and got a pick. So I was really, it was less more about Brock's interceptions. It was it was after that, and then we were just in a tough situation after that, being down, and the play wasn't great as a whole for an offense after that. 888-957-9570. As you listen to Kyle Shanahan there with his media conference calls, he does each and after every single game, talking to the media there. Uh, are we worried about Brock Purdy, or is this just a one-off? 888-957-9570. Hit us up 
via call, via text, the Comcast Biz text line always open. Also, shout out Twitch and YouTube. Search 95.7 The Game live. and uh, Like and subscribe, I should say, because we are live and local uh, the rest of the week right here on 95.7 The Game. So hit us up there as well. It is a Warriors Wednesday brought to you by Freedman's Appliance, a trusted, uh, trusted name since 1922. Visit freedmansappliance.com today. Brian Baldinger, 730 and Warriors Wednesday, we might touch on the Warriors a little bit. Obviously, I just think the 49ers losing in the fashion that they did, I, I got to be honest, I'm a little shocked. Uh, I, I, I did not expect to see that on Christmas. Maybe I should have you know, not been shocked because what I witnessed Christmas morning may have been even more shocking. Patrick Mahomes just getting destroyed by the Las Vegas Raiders. Mary Swift miss with Taylor Swift in the building. Maybe that was a precursor, a sign of things to come for that evening because, man, I, I just... For a team that prides itself, San Lubman, on the 49ers being so damn physical, with an F, as Jim Harbaugh would say, uh, so damn physical, I, I haven't seen it since Cleveland where a team's been out-physicaling them at the line of scrimmage, linebacker, second, everywhere. They just got punched in the mouth. No, and I think that's kind of been a a statement you, you, you saw pop up a little bit during that Niners three-game losing streak when it terms to just how physical the 49ers are, because it's it's no doubt. Guys like Fred Warner, Drane Greenlaw, anchoring that defense, they are definitely bringing that hit. They are definitely bringing the punishment every play, especially then you go inside with Armstead and Hargrave. They set the tone up the middle. They really take away those middle lanes there. This is a very good, dominant, you know, hard-hitting defense, but... And almost, I, I saw one comment on, on the Twitter sphere, and I always like take what I see on Twitter with a grain of salt, but this was a, a good, I thought, comment to really look at. It was, it was almost like the, the Ravens were like the public school kids going against the, the, the coddled private school kids that the 49ers were. And it seems like whenever the Niners struggle, this belief pops up that the Niners have like a finesse to them. Like they're more, I guess, like, like, like substance than the actual well, Steve, talk. Steve Weish of the NFL Network, longtime uh, NFL reporter, does a great job over there. He compared them the to a friend of the roast. Uh, he compared them to a dome team. He says they don't play in a dome, but they're like a dome team. And some people take that as like, you know, oh, they're, they're soft and stuff like that. I take that as, hey, and this team has been compared to them, the greatest show on turf. Like, hey, they're just so damn good. They get a lead, you're not getting it back. And it's very difficult to stop them. But if you do, and you make them play from behind, then you can get after the quarterback, then you can push them, and then you know what? Good things can happen, as you saw there. And, and you mentioned the three-game losing streak, Sam. I'm glad you brought that up. Because that was the only time in that Cleveland game where I saw them really just struggle from start to finish on the offensive end. And that's a team, either one of those teams, you may see in the Super Bowl again. We'll have to get to the Super Bowl first. But that's also what I want to get to. Is anyone really concerned after this loss that they might not get to the Super Bowl? Are you even thinking anyone in the NFC can hang? Because that was an AFC opponent. The only time you're going to see the Ravens again, again, is in the Super Bowl. But is there anyone you're still fearing out in the NFC? Because I was watching the games over the weekend. Hell, even on Christmas. Tommy DeVito gets benched. Tyrod Taylor almost leads the comeback against the Philadelphia Eagles. Ah, the Eagles, I'm not impressed with. The Dallas Cowboys, I'm not impressed with. The Detroit Lions, we'll see. Uh, that's the only other team you got to worry about as far as the number one seed goes because you're tied there, but obviously the Niners' better conference record than the Detroit Lions having not gone head-to-head -head against them. But I'm not fearing Detroit. Is it the Rams you're fearing now? They're all of a sudden hot. Sean McVay in the playoffs, 1-0 against Shanahan. We know in the regular season we'll see them in a couple weeks here. But man, are you still fearing anyone out in the NFC? Because if I'm a Niners fan, it was a tough loss. 
but I'm not I'm not tripping over it. I'm and, not. In the NFC, no, I'm not worried about anyone right now. The Niners show that they can handle the Eagles. The Eagles, they look like they're kind of falling apart and kind of coming back to earth a little bit. Uh, part of the reason why the Eagles were so successful last year was because of that defense, was because of their ability to rack up as many sacks as they were able to. Uh, by the way, you know who's racking up a lot of sacks this year? It's Baltimore Ravens. So, I don't know, apparently getting sacks is a great way to win football games. But... Tough to find a good pass rush. It is really hard to find a good pass rush. Yes, shout out John Gruden. But So yeah, I mean, the Niners, they they handle the Eagles in a way that's just like, you know what, even if they match in the playoffs, I'd expect it to be a little bit closer. But as as Nick Bosa said after that game, they feel like they kind of cracked a code on the Eagles there. As far as the Cowboys, the Niners have won three straight against the Cowboys, uh, dating back to the last two playoff uh, playoff appearances, plus the regular season matchup this year. And... The beatdown's been getting worse on the Cowboys. I've seen nothing from Dallas to make me think that, I mean, might they push the the, the Niners a bit in a playoff game, kind of like they did last year? Definitely a possibility. I mean, the playoffs do bring out kind of better performances from guys. Uh, If the Niners are hosting that game, which they probably would, I would still feel very good about the Niners in that game against the Cowboys. And then the Lions, it's the Lions, every year there's always one team in the NFL just kind of comes out of nowhere and has that, you know, great regular season. But, like, there's there's underlying metrics that you're seeing there that just show that they're, they're good, but the reason they're good is because they're also playing, like, a second or third place schedule, which is what the Lions have this year. And the Lions are 11-4, and four, but they have a plus 57-point differential, which means they're, they're handling those close games, but they've been blown out a few times, too. One of the two games they got blown out in was against these Baltimore Ravens. So, the Lions, I just... They're, they're a good team. I feel like they're a year away, possibly, hopefully, if Dan Campbell can keep this momentum going there in Detroit, because if there's ever a fan base that deserves success, it's the Detroit Lions, but I'm not fearing them in a playoff matchup right now. So, right now, NFC still feels like it's in a good spot for the 49ers, uh, but yeah, if you look at the top of the AFC, and this is something I want to get into later in this show, Kyle Shanahan might have some problems against the top of the AFC. Oh, he's got some problems there. That's a tease, ladies and gentlemen. That's Sam Lubman alongside myself, Joe Spadoni here, filling in for Bonte and Chasky. If you're just waking up, good morning to all of you. If you're just getting off work, and ready for work, and ready for the week, uh, school should be out, but if you're doing like online classes, you know, winter, uh, what is that? What do they call that? The winter... Uh, I've been in college now for four years. Like but winter semester. There or you go. What's a winter semester? But it's not a semester. I forget what it's called. Uh, the Mrs. Jade, who uh, should be sleeping. Hopefully she is. Baby's not waking her up. Uh, she used to take all these, and then she graduated way faster. So if you're doing that, uh, and you're hanging out with us, appreciate you. Uh, 888-957-9570. 49ers 19, Ravens 33 on Christmas. Brock Purdy, four picks. Are you concerned about Brock Purdy, and maybe not the decision-making. Hell, are you concerned about the wear and tear on Brock, leaving with the Stinger injury? Here's what Kyle Shanahan had to say in regards to Brock Stinger yesterday talking to the media. Yeah, just watching him, how he was that week, and then just being able to hear how he was today and talk to him last night after the game, I I think he's going to be fine. I don't think it's going to bother him, too. I mean, I know it's – I don't want to – Take away from sure it's a pain for him, and um, but but in overall things, I think he's going to be fine for us this week. And he better be because they got the no, not red hot. I was trying to gas this matchup up, but the Washington Commanders they stink. I said Jacoby Brissett going to play now. Sam Howell got benched. My guy Sam Howell, I was rooting for you, Sam. You showed flashes early in the year, but that team's just a dumpster fire. You do have to travel to the East Coast, right? So maybe that's going to be a little challenging there. But um, I. 
I can't front. Uh, they should wax this team. This has a bounce-back performance written all over. But, hey, you never know. Any given Sunday, uh, you cannot sleep on your opponent. I'm sure the Niners won't do that as they learn their lessons well, on Christmas and during that three-game losing streak. 888-957-9570. Uh, What's coming up on the game is sponsored by Fremont Bank. Full-service banking, no compromises. More of your calls and text. Time to worry about Brock Purdy after that four-pick performance? We'll discuss it on the other side. Spadoni Lubman, 95.7 The Game. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Bonte and Shasky. Bonte and Shasky out. Spadoni and Lubman in. This is the morning roast. I'm feeling all right. You know what, Niner fans? You should be too. Should be feeling fine. I, I, I get it. Tough loss. I'm having a meltdown. No, we're not having a meltdown. Although I love Bonte's uh, walk into the parking lot. <laughs> he had someone clap at him. On on uh, X, formerly Twitter, a fan like, "Hey, Fortnite faithful, my ass! You're leaving the game early." He's like, "I leave every game early." You have you been to the Santa Clara parking lot over there? You have got to leave early. Something my dad did have uh, right, Sam Loveman, uh, the great Bob Spadoni, leaving sporting events a little bit early because you got to beat that traffic. See, I'm I'm kind of the exact opposite. I'm gonna try yeah. to fade out here while talking. Um, Good job. There you go. Two things at once, just like Travis Kelsey. Um, so no, I'm I'm one of those. People, I'm I'm kind of in the opposite. I have to stay towards till the end. You know, towards the bitter end. Even at Levi's, because I know how tough it is getting out. I did plan on going to that game Monday night. Usually, I do not like to go to uh, weeknight games because obviously you got that quick turnaround. I was supposed to do the show yesterday morning with uh, with FP Santangelo. We were going to do the morning recap of the game. So my plan was, yeah, I was going to take the the trek down the Levi's on Christmas night. And uh, 
you know, hope that I got home at a at a normal time. My plan was to try and get there earlier, park closer towards the exit, so that way when the game's over, I can just kind of zip right out. Because, especially because I, I park in the green lot, getting out of that lot, it could be it could be a jungle getting out of there sometimes. But no, I absolutely always wait till the end of games to leave. I, I do not like leaving early. It just it, it it feels unbecoming of me as a fan to leave a game early. Every time I do, I've had to leave games early at times for one reason or another, and I just. I, just, oh, I hate the feeling when I do it. I feel like you got to stay towards I the mean, end, win or lose. If ever a time to leave, you got Christmas still. If you want to still go home and you know do like a late night gift unwrapping, do whatever you got to do. I understand it. Christmas night, you're taking a big fat L. You're down 21 points. Not how you wanted to celebrate, but you know what? You don't have to see the Ravens again. And if you do, it's a good thing because you'll be in Las Vegas playing them in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. It's only been twice this year. The Niners have gotten their asses kicked like this. And maybe if you want to go three. But I think physically, I look at the Cleveland game and look at this Baltimore Ravens team. They physically pummeled the 49ers. If I you would want, maybe throw the Bengals The game Bengals a little they, bit. They kind of ran a rough shot over the they Niners They did. There. It was more on the offensive end. I thought their offense just exposed the Niners' defense in that game alone. Maybe exposed yeah. is strong, but that was the capping off three-game losing streak. And it was, it was kind of like that midseason lull that you kind of noticed yeah. that Shanahan has had these last few years where, for whatever reason, in October, Kyle Shanahan's teams just don't do so great. You know, I remember 2021 was a similar situation. They had the loss to the to the Colts on that Sunday night. They won the next week, and I think they lost the week after that, the fall of the 3-5, and five, and that was when you started seeing the Fire Kyle stuff pop up. Last year, uh, there's some Fire Kyle stuff back then. Last year, there's obviously that loss <laughs> to the I'm sure there Chiefs. was after this game, too. Well, there's there's always a Fire Kyle so thing ridiculous. after every loss. Those, those people are, are nincompoops. But in 2021, it was a little bit laxy, and they're 3-5. and five. Jimmy looked terrible. Last year, you saw it, too. They had that loss to the Chiefs, uh, where it just looked like the Chiefs really just put the Niners in their place, and obviously they didn't lose again until the the, the NFC title game. It happened again this year, again, against the Bengals, where it really just seemed to come to a head. Then they had that bye week. They fired out of it from there. But yeah, this was kind of like the latest in the season we've seen the Niners really just get out physical in the way that the, the Ravens did. We've seen in a while. Usually Kyle Shanahan's teams, we've seen these last few years. As the season goes along, they get better. They get crisper. You know, it's maybe you'll have like in 2019, they had that kind of dud loss against the Falcons towards the end of the year. That happens. But for the most part, the Niners don't really have a lot of bad late season losses. So seeing it happen like it did last night, yeah, that was kind of jarring and just how much they were out physical by a team that was basically their carbon copy when you think about it. Because the, the, the Ravens, very similar on to the Niners on both sides of the ball. Defensively, uh, their structure very similar, led by two really good linebackers. Offensively, I mean, again, they don't have the weapons on offense that the Niners have. God, Zay Flowers is a baller, though. Zay, I mean, maybe they don't have the notable weapons. But well, I mean, Mark Andrews, you know, and, I, and I've been saying this to you. I told, told to Evan Giddings, uh, nice guy Evan Giddings, uh, formerly nice guy Stephen Langford, who's now Benedict Langford over at KCBS now. So I just well, give it to Tell us me. what it is, damn it. There you go. E-Dog Evan Giddings. First also, can also we call nice out Langford guy. for a second? Oh, oh, absolutely. I want to drag Stephen Langford of KCBS really quick. So this guy, former board op on the roast, he was my board op when I started producing this show. Oh, yeah. And Got so he leaves to, show? To, to go up to the to the big leagues of the sports desk, desk at KCBS. And so, you know, this week you and I are doing the show. He's like six feet away right over there. He's probably looking at no, us right literally. now. We can literally see. You can I'm turn not over gonna, and No, look I don't want right to turn around and look at him because this morning he, wa- he strolls into our little arena, our area of the building, acting all big and bad it's like oh hey you gotta you gotta chat with spadoni and i at some point this week he looks at us <laughs> no 
Mr. Big Time over here can't well, hang out with us little people at 95.7. So you know what? Wal- Stephen Langford's dead Creek to me. Now, too. He lives in Walnut Creek now. Oh, so Mr. Pro- Hoity-toity. That, see, you know, people change. Broadway plaza makes you soft. I know. As someone who grew up in Walnut Creek, there you, you gotta go. you got to get out of there. So there the, you go. the Walnut Creek, it's, it's already getting to Stephen Langford. Are head. the 49ers soft after that game? 888-957-9570. I don't think so. They just ran into a more physical team. But you know what? Maybe Niner fans are feeling, in the back of their mind, a little doubt start to creep in. Are you doubting this team going forward after that loss? 888-957-9570. Was it a reality check type of a loss? Someone asked that to Kyle Shanahan yesterday at the media conference call. Take a listen. It was just a loss. You play a good team, and you have five turnovers, and you have all those penalties. makes it tough to win. Like how our guys fought at the end. Wish we could have scored on that last drive and given that sack there. Thought it would have been great to attempt an onside kick with three timeouts and have a chance to go in and um, try to tie it up. But uh, it was uh, when you don't when you play a little sloppy with those turnovers and penalties and you're going against a good team, it makes it tough to win. It does indeed. And listen, I, I it was getting a little interesting there with Sam Darnold coming in, and I was actually interested to see just Sam Darnold just you know. Come in, there was no pressure. I mean, you're down 21 nothing. so some people will make it more than it is, I think. Um, obviously, the Ravens were kind of in prevent mode, like, hey, you want to take these chunks? That's fine. We're just trying to milk the clock, milk the clock. And then it got a little bit interesting to the point where, hey, if they score, to Kyle Shanahan's point, they got three timeouts in the back of their pocket. Could something special happen here? Could a Christmas miracle, miracle on 34th Street, and uh, what is it over there? A uh, miracle on uh, DeBartolo away? Miracle on DeBartolo away. Yeah, yeah, there you go. It, could that have happened? Well, they didn't get uh, come to fruition, if you will, because the Ravens said, no, 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 this is actually Sam Darnold. He sees ghosts, and he saw Casper. It was a nightmare before Christmas. Nightmare on Christmas, actually. Uh, 888-957-9570. How concerned are we... Thank you. How concerned are we about Brock Purdy's performance? I think that is the biggest question mark coming out of that game, Sam. Four interceptions. If you want to call him fluky or not, I don't really give a damn. He threw four picks. He left the game with the stinger. It was an ugly performance from Brock Purdy in a season where it's been far from that. I mean, outside of that three-game losing streak, so we've seen a little bit of struggles. But even then, he never looked as bad as he did on Monday. Um, I want to know from the fans if they if a little doubt is creeping in in regards to Brock Purdy and his chances going forward leading this team. I don't think so, but when you go up against physical teams, which is what you're going to be going up against in the playoffs, this is something that you might see. We saw him struggle against the Dallas Cowboys in the playoffs last year. Now, he made the game-winning play when he needed to to George Kittle. I think it was a better Kittle catch than it was a throw, but Brock gets credit for putting it in that spot. Um he handled himself against the Seahawks, although it was shaky early on in that game. That game was a lot closer than a lot of us think. It was a you know, a chance where the Seahawks could have gone ahead late in that third quarter heading into the fourth. Obviously, Nick Bosa recovers the strip sack fumble. Um, but it's very interesting that a team like the Ravens goes in to Santa Clara, a place where the Niners just own under Purdy and kick their asses and kick their teeth. And maybe if you're a fan, you're seeing Brock Purdy get hurt a little bit here, Sam. And starting to have a little doubt creep in. Is that is that okay for a fan to start feeling a little bit, you know what, the MVP was a little too much for Brock. Maybe that was a little overblown here. And maybe we got to readjust our expectations. To that, I just have to say... R-E-L-A-X. 
Relax. That's how you use drops right there. there you go. You no, I'm the not going to sweat it. You know what? Guys are allowed to have bad games. It was one bad game for Brock. You had to know it was going to come eventually. We, we said it at the top of the show. Numerous other great quarterbacks have had bad nights like that. It just happened to happen on national TV. It just happened to happen in against a very good opponent in the Baltimore Ravens. But you know what? This is what we in the industry like to call a learning experience for Brock Purdy. Uh-huh. He really hasn't had a lot of these learning experiences. And again, you look at these interceptions on the other side here, because I definitely think we should break them down, because I know there's this belief that they were kind of fluky interceptions. They weren't really Brock's fault. That was my first impression of a couple of them. But then I go back and rewatch the game, and it's just like, you know what? It's kind of hard to take away... It's kind of hard to not put blame on him for all four of those interceptions. So we can get into that on the other side of here, because we are up against it. But yeah, they were concerning picks, but they weren't interceptions that you can't learn from and become better because of. There you go. As I turn my mic on here and I find my reads, because you know what? On the pregame show, we don't have a lot of reads, Sam. Uh, I don't think we have any, in fact, other than, you know, the typical 888-957-9570. Shout out to the Comcast Business Text Line and Twitch and YouTube. And what's coming up next on the game is sponsored by Fremont Bank. Full service banking. No compromises. More of your phone calls. More of your texts. More of Sam Loveman alongside Joe Spadoni here filling in for Bonte and Chasky. Talking Niners, Ravens. Niners take the L 33-19. to Concerned about Brock Purdy's performance. Is it a sign of things to come or is it just a one-off? 888-957-9570. That's all coming up on the other side. 95-7 the game. Now, back to the Morning Roast with Bonte and Shasky. Will the real Brock Purdy please stand up? Because that wasn't him. Joe Spadoni in for Bonte Hill. Sam Lemon in for Joe Shasky. This is the Morning Roast. Good morning to all of you lovely people out there. Hope you all had a Merry Christmas despite the L's via the Warriors, via... The 49ers. Taylor Swift also taking an L. And for some, that hurt more. Huh. You really hate to see that. Yeah, I knew she was trouble when she walked in. I, I knew the Chiefs were in trouble when they saw Malcolm Kuntz, Max Crosby, and Aiden O'Connell on the other side. Antonio Pierce. Give him the job, baby. What a win. How it's, satisfying was it for you oh, seeing that, that shot at the end of the game oh, of Taylor and Brittany consoling each other? Brittany just absolutely horrified Taylor. Looks like she's already plotting her exit strategy. I, I'm not the album she I, gives us kidding. from this is going to be so. Far. I'm not kidding when I say this. That might have been the greatest Christmas gift I've ever received. Watching the temper tantrums from Travis Kelsey throwing his helmet and breaking it on the sideline. Watching Patrick Mahomes yell at his offensive line. Watching Brittany Mahomes console Taylor Swift and vice versa. All in a big fat L in Kansas City. All those those, those stupid KC fans with that stupid chant. Stupid tomahawk chop. All of them leaving so damn early. Oh, ye of little faith in your greatest quarterback of all time, Patrick Mahomes. Well, it's Christmas. Who, you got to get home and run right Oh, here. yeah. There you go. It's crazy. Well, Kansas City, you got to go home there. You ain't doing anything else other than eating What else are they doing? Go eat barbecue. With God. That's actually they were going to go bad. listen to uh, Taylor Swift's Christmas album. I want to listen to the callers, though, because the 49ers, they took a bad L. We actually have callers? We got People want to talk to us? People want to talk to us? Come on. Hey. Like and I, I talk to all these callers usually every day. No, so. that's what I'm saying. This is this is personal. I mean, we always talk about the personal matchup for uh, 
the Eagles when it comes to Shasky and Bonte going to Philadelphia. This is personal for Sam Lubman because he has personal battles with these guys. I wish you can hear the behind the scenes when Sam Lubman is streaming time. some of these calls. Not all the time, but there are sometimes because there's different ways as we take you behind radio here because you know what? We're producers at the end of the day. We're fill-ins right now, but we're a, we like to aspire to be hosts, but we're producers at heart. And part of the job is screening calls, listening to the takes. And Sam, you know what? I will say this. Sam has a lot of patience for some of these callers' takes because they like to give the whole thing out right away. I, myself, do not have that patience. What is your name? Where are you calling from? What do you want to talk about? Niners? Purdy's not it? Good. Put you on hold. They start going to these spiels. I just put them on hold. I can't listen to it. But you, Sam... You listen to all of it, and I give you uh, I give you some credit for that. It can get exhausting after a while. Now, again, most of our callers are actually pretty good. There are a lot of them. Again, when you get the regulars that call in every day, we got one of our regulars uh, online, one who you get to in a second, RJ and Fairfield, one of our favorites. Uh, there are a lot of them that are good, but there are some that, yeah, they just... I don't want to name names, but some of them is just like, okay, buddy, where is the chase and how can we cut to it? There so, you go. It, it gets exhausting after a while, but you know what? It, it's what makes the morning roast so great is our roasters, it is our callers. I told Bonte this on Thursday, Spinotti, this has been the year of the roaster. Our roasters have just been off the hook this year. Next week, I have to comb through a year's worth of audio and figure out all of our Doobie Award nominations yeah. and stuff like that. I'm not really looking forward to it because I know there's going to be some really tough snubs that I'm going to have to consider. Uh, there's going to be some tough snubs that pretty much I just I didn't know where to find it. I couldn't find that bit of audio. And uh, it's going to be a grind next week putting this all together. Next Friday, uh, we're hoping to do the Doobie Awards. Uh, hopefully, we'll have a, a full house here on the roast to okay. make that happen. Very much looking forward to it because... Roasters, you, you guys you guys made this very, very difficult for me with all the great, incredible content you guys gave us this year. Oh. Like, what show truly gets such great content from their callers like we do with the Roasters? No one. Not it really close. is. The, we, the, they are a special breed, these Roasters. So shout out to you guys. You guys are literally half of the show is, is the callers and the Roasters on this show. It is, it is really special. Even the ones on YouTube. It's a great point. Even the ones on YouTube. And we are streaming live on Twitch and YouTube. Search 95.7 The Game. Like and subscribe. We are streaming the rest of the week all day long right here live and local. You're home for Golden State Warriors basketball because it is a Warriors Wednesday. And this segment is sponsored by Golden State Lumber, serving the Bay Area for three generations. When you succeed, we succeed. Visit GoldenStateLumber.com. Brian Baldinger, 730, 95-7 the game, NFL Insider. You are not going to want to miss this. Baldy breaks down things better than everyone else when it comes to the ins and outs. What's going on, Roasters? What's going on, Roasters, is right. So 730, Brian Baldinger, uh, former NFL offensive lineman. And it all starts in the trenches. He'll tell you that. Uh, the Niners offensive line got their asses kicked. Jadavion Clowney uh, turned Brock Purdy into a Denard Robinson 2.0. That's what happened. Now he didn't have anything left. That hit, he's still living off that hit, by the way. Mike, though, just would you really quick on Jadavion Clowney? It's just, he's one of those guys he's that every time he has. 24, by the way. I, I like that. I love numbers like no, that on defensive that ends. Cannot happen. No, that's great. I like the single digits and then the traditional, but 24. No, give me weird DN numbers. I Come love on. that. What it's great. But no, with Clowney, it's just one of those guys like. Would you see him have games like he had? I mean, he's had a great year this year. He's had a very underrated great year, probably one of the best years of his career this year. But when he has games like this, Spadoni, it's just like, how are you not like this every game? Like, he had that, that first batted pass that, that Brock threw early in the first quarter. 
Like, they show the replay and just how he gets up. Like, I swear to God, this man's like 7'9 or something. He's a physical specimen. You he see is why monstrous. he was the number one overall pick. He just got overshadowed by a better draft pick in that class, which was Khalil Mack, who fell a couple picks after him. Mm-hmm. It's not his fault that just Khalil was, a, he's an all, all pro, Hall of Famer, defensive player of the year type of candidate. And he has Clowney's one. living off, you know, he's, he's not been a bust. I will say this Clowney has not been a bust, but he. <sighs> Has he lived up to being a number one overall pick? No, he hasn't. No, but he hasn't been a bust. He was he was the number one recruit out of high school uh, that year. I know that because you know he was in our year, Spadoni, and I played defensive line in high school. I was kind of curious. Who's the who, who's the top of the DN class right now? Who who am I falling behind right now? And I saw Jadavion Clown. It's like oh, that's a guy to keep an eye on. And yeah, he has. You been, were wait 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 wait. You were comparing yourself to Jadavion Clowney. I like to see how far away the gap is. Yes. How far away is, was was your name Pretty, on the list? Well, I'm here right now, and he. <laughs> He's still in the NFL. That's how far away that gap was. I was not expected to be close at all. I am nowhere. If in, in the whole multiverses that are out there, Jadavion Clowney is in a multiverse 10 billion light years above whichever one but I was in. there's another one where Sam is in the multiverse. Shout out Marvel. Uh, Kang, whatever. Oh, they're gonna have not to find, anymore. Different uh, Kang. Yikes. Mm, yeah, find new subject. Um, maybe Clowny. Yeah, maybe Clowny. You know what? <laughs> that would be a terrifying. Th- that would hey, be a terrifying. Ask Connor right Cook there. how scary that can get. Oh God, Connor Cook. God I'll be honest. I had I had flashbacks of that Raiders Texans playoff game watching Clowny last night because that game and then last night were like Clowny's probably two best games ever. I mean, that game he had in the playoffs against, against Connor Cook and the Raiders, I mean, he basically single-handedly won that game. For Did he do Texans. anything for the Browns during that playoff run? I feel like he was solid with the Browns. when they Was he on the team when they were playing the Steelers and they kicked their asses? I think he might have been. Oh, a couple uh, years ago? A couple was years he? back. I think. Uh, I don't remember him doing anything I feel like he's been on fi- I feel like he's been on 50 teams, so like, I'm just guessing You know what's here. crazy, though, Spadoni? We, we talk about how he's been eating off that hit against Michigan. That was on January 1st of 2013. That was almost 11 years ago. That's pretty wild. Like, and the I New mean, Year's, obviously, this Monday. Cue um, the Matt Damon getting old gif. Seriously, 888-957-9570. Where were you when Jadavion Clowney hit, the not the shot, but the tackle heard around the world? Uh, RJ and Fairfield, though, we teased him earlier. We'll get to him. He's a little concerned about Brock Purdy after four picks. What's going on, RJ? I'm hurting. I'm hurting this whole week, man. First of all, Raider fans are the worst, man. They, I've been getting creamed. They acting like they won the Super Bowl over the weekend after that 49ers loss to the Ravens, man. So just FYI. But I want to talk about Brock Purdy, man. You know, I, love, I think Brock Purdy could get the job done. But after that first pick, I found myself on the couch and just saying, he not that dude. I mean, he hasn't done it yet. I mean, Whoa, really? Wow. I mean, after look, when he faces adversity, like when we're when we're trailing, you kind of sit back and be like, okay, what kind of Brock Purdy am I getting? Am I gonna get the comeback Brock Purdy, or am I gonna get the franchise QB of Brock Purdy? Like, like I I had a feeling like he's gonna throw another pick. That that defense was relentless, man. They were playing physical. They, they I felt like they knew what we were doing every time um, the 49ers uh, were on offense. Uh, I mean, the O-line didn't help out at all. And, and um, I, Kyle Shanahan, sometimes I was questioning his play calling. I, in, certain, in certain scenarios, I'm like, why the hell are we running the ball? Like, when Kyle Juszczyk and, and Christian McCaffrey are back there, I think we have a positive game. But can we keep running the ball sometimes? And then, like, the play calling was suspect. Um, but as far as Brock Purdy goes, look, guys, I really want him – I think he is our franchise QB, but until he until he has that that, that 
I'm always going to be questioning it, man. Okay, fair enough. RJ's uh, line was cutting out there. Appreciate the call, RJ in Fairfield. Here's Brock Purdy after the game uh, reflecting on the loss to the Ravens. For myself, I obviously have to look myself in the mirror, watch the plays where I need to get better, make some cleaner decisions, help my team put up points and score and, and protect the ball. And when things don't go my way, it's um, you know understanding you know I can't be acting out. I, I have to be real with myself and, and be better. But I, I want to be the same guy every day. You know, be consistent in what I do and how I do things, whether things are going well or not. I know who I am, and I'm not going to waver in that. So I've said that before, and I'll continue to hang my hat on that. Are you with RJ and Fairfield saying you don't feel confident in Brock Purdy, you know, in these sort of big games, big situations? 888-957-9570. Uh, I'm not going as far as to say that, but I'll say this. You saw it early on Christmas, and I mentioned it. The way to beat any quarterback, whether it's Patrick Mahomes, Brock Purdy, Tom Brady, Joe Montana, Sam, is to do what? Hit them in their teeth. Get them rattled. It's the reason the Giants won two Super Bowls against Tom Brady. It's the reason that, although I think Tom Brady threw like 500 yards in that Eagles loss, but they got after him. You get to Tom Brady, you get to Patrick Mahomes, you get to Brock Purdy, any quarterback. You hit them, they will start to waver a little bit. And that's the recipe and game plan for anyone. So I'm not here to, you know, you know, cape up for Brock and say it wasn't a bad performance or anything like that. It was. But with any quarterback, if you don't protect them, Turnovers are going to happen. I don't care if it's the greatest of all time or uh, Will Levis. Like, that just is what's going to yeah. happen. Especially with a guy at Brock Purdy's size. He's, what, 6'1", 220? Not, not the, the biggest guy. No, he's not. I mean, you're looking for comparables. The guys who are this size. I mean, he's on the very, he's on the, the, the bottom end of, of the spectrum among quarterbacks. Yeah. This, like, active quarterbacks right now, he is on the smaller side. So when you have a guy that small, yeah, the hits do kind of hit a little bit harder. And there were times in the game he looked a little rattled last night. I think the, the intensity of the pressure, the blitzes the Ravens were throwing at him uh, definitely threw him off there a little bit. Um, especially, I want to focus on that that first pick, the one to Kyle Hamilton. There, you know, you start off, you know, McCaffrey kind of motions there to the left, and then it's almost like when the linebacker sees it, he kind of almost blitzes in against that motion there. I think I kind of threw Purdy off a little bit, um, and then he's he's looking for Hamilton. He just doesn't see Hamilton at all. He really didn't. You know, he thought, you know. And maybe he's trying to force a play there, and you're looking back, and you're watching the replay there. Great, it was a great play by Hamilton as well. He's very uh, good. Kyle Hamilton out of uh, Notre Dame, rookie, uh, unbelievable. Yeah, this but guy, it, this guy, no, he baits quarterbacks. He's very smart. This wasn't just a fluke, anything like that. The guy did his homework. He he studied Kyle Shanahan's offense. All these guys. That was a hell of a play. Yeah, and I I made, I made a mistake there. It wasn't a blitz on that play, but so McCaffrey motions again. Debo's kind of crossing into the end zone, and you notice Kyle Hamilton. He looks to his right really quick. He sees Debo coming right at him, and this is where Hamilton really makes the play here, is because, and and I think he mentioned that after the game, they were just sitting on these routes. They knew where the Niners were going. Uh, they were just. It, it was basically why run with these guys when you know they're, where they're going to end up. Why run with them from point A to point B when you could just meet them at point B almost? And Hamilton sees Debo coming right at him. And just basically plants himself right where he knows Debo is going to try and get the ball and makes the pick. Just a great play there by Hamilton. Just poor uh, uh, recognition there by Purdy. But that kind of set the tone. It's like things are going really, really well there on that drive. And it feels like you and the Niners are going to get that early score there. They're going to go up. They're going to be up, up uh, well, I think they'd be up 7 nothing at that point. And yeah, it would have been the tone setter. I feel like without that tone setter, it was like Brock kind of was shaking and didn't really know exactly 
kind of what to do next from that point. Well, they even got the lead. They were up 5 nothing. but even then, it was just like, and by the way, we haven't even mentioned it. We're an hour and two minutes in here, and by the way, you're listening to 95.7 The Game, KGMZ FM and HD1 San Francisco, always live on the free Odyssey app, download the Odyssey app, and favorite 95.7 The Game for the best and most up-to-date sports coverage, and don't forget that you can also watch us every day on YouTube and Twitch streams. Just log on and search 95.7 The Game. Be sure to like and subscribe to the channel while you are there. It's a Warriors Wednesday brought to you by Friedman's Appliance, a trusted name since 1922 visit freedmansappliance.com today uh before that and brian baldinger coming up here in about 30 minutes brian baldinger you're not going to, want to miss that uh nfl network 95 7 the game nfl inside a former nfl offensive lineman baldy best in the business at breaking down games and we'll do that at 7 30 with him the refs tripping lamar jackson for the safety <laughs> I mean, talk about how, how is hard that not illegal. You talk how about how hard it is to find a good right? pass rush. I oh mean, Chase Young, Nick Bosa, Fred Warner, and that one ref whose name I don't know. I don't really care about ref names, but no. that was the bat. That's like, I mean, honestly, if the ref wasn't there, they're probably still getting Lamar. There. No, that was a blown up. I'm not going to say that because Lamar did that same thing and he scampered out and got 30 yards. So you give this guy just a little bit of daylight, he might go all the way. This guy tripped him in the end zone. Uh, I just, if I'm a fan, and obviously the Niners don't care about that or anything like that, but if I'm a fan and that happened to my team, I was like, how do you not call that dead right there? How's that not just, you know what, replay of down? If the Ravens had lost by one, then I think you have a bigger issue. But you know what? I mean, yeah, I, I, I'm curious what the what the the process is there for, for so dealing with refs in that situation because like it happens so rarely. But when a ref does get involved like that. Uh, yeah, I don't know, because it, it happens in other sports, too. I mean, you don't see it in basketball very often. I love it's like in baseball, too, where it's like a base hit up the middle, ricochets off the, the second you know the second base umpire's leg or something like that. It, they should have some sort of process there. But, yeah, and I just kind of got a little break there. So, I mean, they, they kind of I – mean, yeah, I, I look at it as like Dems the Breaks. I'm very much a big Dems the Breaks kind of guy. Sometimes that stuff just kind of happens in a football and game. That was and you, only, have to, you have to get around it. I thought that was going to be, you know, a sign of things to come. I was like, maybe it's just the Niners year, right? And then they got, you know, shellacked there. Uh, Bruce is in Oakland. He wants to uh, chime in there. Hello, Bruce. Hello. How are you guys doing, Joe and Sam? You guys are awesome, by the way. I don't think we need the original cast. You guys Whoa! We love them, but we appreciate the love, too. And I just want to let you know, uh, today's Block Party's 24th birthday, and people are talking all this smack about him, and um, I don't I don't see it. I mean, the, the kid's been tough throughout, and look what he's done in his first, what, 20 games of his career. He has 11 interceptions, I believe, this year. I know four was that one night. One bad throw, that interception in the end zone, I agree with. But the, all the other ones, I mean, come on now. They couldn't have been intercepted. All, all of them should not have been intercepted. And uh, I seen one good throw on the sidelines that Kittle was dropped right between his hands. He put it right where Montana said throw it to Clark, I remember back in the day. So I think we had to just kind of lay off the kid, let him do his thing, and uh, let's wait and see, you know? All right. That's Bruce. Wait and see. Lay off the kid. Listen, no one's saying, no one's calling for his job or anything, Bruce. And we appreciate the call. Uh, we appreciate Bonte and Shasky. We're filling in Spadoni and Sam Lubbin, 888-957-9570. We're reacting to the Ravens' 33-19 victory over the San Francisco 49ers on Christmas. A lump of coal in Bay Area sports fan stockings this year. Warriors take the L to the defending champion Denver Nuggets. And then the Niners facing the best team in the AFC. And let's be honest. I mean, I'm going to be honest for myself. I slept on the, the Ravens. I did. I thought the loss of Mark Andrews, Sam, was going to be something that they could not overcome. And Keaton Mitchell, too. They're, um, they're running Mitchell, back. That, that's a great point. The rookie running back. But but more so Mark Andrews, because he's been the best and most complete tight end in football to me the last two seasons. I know Travis Kelsey. I know George Kittle. But, it, hell, if you even just play fantasy, you know how much of a baller Mark Andrews has been. 
So he's out for the year. I just thought that they could not make up for that. Odell Beckham, he's a shell of himself at this point. Say Flowers, nice rookie, but I was like, all right, really? Outside of that, then you got we got Hill, you got Gus Edwards still. Eh. But it didn't matter. They didn't skip a beat. They looked like they had the perfect skill set. Guys like Zay Flowers, and we saw it with Jordan Addison when they lost to the Vikings earlier this year too, the Speedsters gives that secondary a lot of trouble. Uh, for as physical as uh, Charvarius Ward, Ambry Thomas, uh, Lenore, all these guys have been, the Speedsters and those slot receivers really seem to give them fits. Well, especially the way, I mean, Flowers getting great, great game for him, nine catches, 73 yards. A lot of them, I recall, there were a lot of swing passes to him. And this is something I noticed that the Niners were doing that kind of was frustrating me when I went back on the rewatch there is that the the, the Ravens, they're, they're hitting Flowers on these swing passes to the edge, but the Niners, they're you know, on these you know five to go, six to go uh, downs, and they're giving Flowers so much room there. Like they're not pressing up on him. You know they're going to these quick passes here, and you're making your it, it, it forces these def- the Niners defenders to make plays and space on Flowers, and he's doing a great job making guys miss. I'm watching the game. I'm wondering like. Why don't you press up a little bit? You're giving Flowers all the space to make room with. He's the guy with how fast he is. You give him real estate like that, you're you're asking you're you're basically cruising for a bruising at that point. Like you just really can't let that happen. Really quick, spin before we hit the cruising break here. For a bruising. Before oh, we hit God. the break here, uh, I want to seize on something that RJ said. He said that Brock's never really had that big game. He hasn't really had that game that just showed him that like he is the guy. I don't know, like. On the one hand, has he really had a chance to have that game? I mean, he could have had it against the Eagles last year in the playoffs. Didn't really happen. He was kind of ho-hum against the Cowboys in the playoffs last year. It's great you against look the Seahawks. The, he you, was great against the great Seahawks. He's great against the Seahawks. He's been great against the Seahawks in every game yeah. he's played against them. Uh, you look at some of the best games he's had this year so far. Uh, blowout win over Dallas. Um, four touchdowns, no interceptions. Blowout win against Philly. Four touchdowns, no interceptions. Those are big boy performances by Brock Purdy against big boy teams. Now, I know we said earlier that we're not really taking the Cowboys all that seriously, but Cowboys are still a really good football team. Eagles, all things considered, still a really good football team. And that was a very amped-up matchup going into Philly with that rematch there, with all the smack talk that was going on between those two teams. I'll be honest, that was a big game against the Eagles. Just because the score was as lopsided as it was does not take away from the fact that that was a major game that Brock stepped up in and executed flawlessly. And so I kind of want to push back against what RJ said there. I do think Brock has had some, you know, big games that show that he can be the guy. But as far as that, like, signature dynamic, I do think he needs a signature dynamic playoff win. Um, because, again, the Cowboys game last year wasn't really that great. The Seahawks, things kind of got started slowly there in that uh, wild card round. It wasn't really until Jonathan Abrams grabbed Debo's leg that all of a sudden things kind of... I about that. Uh, that's when the whole game kind of turned a little bit there. Um, but, no, I, I, to say that Brock hasn't had that game yet, I disagree with, but not fully, well, though. Not well, a 100% disagreement, like an 85% disagreement. I'll say this. There is something to be said about overcoming adversity, um, and I know we got to get to break here. We're up against it. we got Brian Baldinger coming up at 7.30. But overcoming adversity and being down, he had the game against the Raiders last year, going up against Jared Stidham. Yeah, you were in Vegas, but it was basically 50-50 as far as the fan base goes. Basically, I'm going to say a home game, but first time playing there and stuff like that. So I was like, eh, whatever. Wasn't a playoff opponent. Um, and I think what Niner fans are most frustrated with this, this is a Super Bowl team. This is a Super Bowl roster. That's going to be the opposition in the other side. If it's not them, it's the Kansas City Chiefs. It's not the Chiefs, it's the Bills. All all of those teams have great and physical defenses. And you're going to have to play them if your hopes are to win a Lombardi. 
and they saw their quarterback get his ass kicked, didn't get back up, and got put on the bench. Now, was that to protect him, what have you? The guy got sat on the bench because he got a stinger, and that's concerning. Now, Kyle Shanahan doesn't seem to be concerned about it. He thinks he's going to be fine, everything like that. All right. But that's when the size and the frame starts to come into this. Six foot one, and by the way, happy birthday, Brock Purdy. The caller mentioned it. I'd be remiss. December 27th, 1999. He was born 24 years old. Happy birthday, Brock. Everything's going to be fine. If you're tuning in here, you know Brock's a P1. He's a morning roaster. I mean, come on. But there is something to be said, I think, for fans being a little bit concerned. And we're going to ask Brian Baldinger if that is the case on the other side. 730-888-957-9570. The number, that's Sam Loveman. I'm Joe Spadoni. What's coming up on the game is sponsored by the Inn of the Tides. By the way, the Inn of the Tides. Just picture yourself in a cozy room by the fire. Oh, during Christmas time? Are you kidding me? Enjoying breathtaking views of Bodega Bay? Nahiga knows all about Bodega Bay. Winter is magical at the Inn of the Tides. Special winter midweek rates start at just $179 per night. Breakfast included. Book your winter escape now at inatthetides.com. Uh, in Brian Baldinger next. Spadoni, Lubman, Inferbonte, and Shasky on 95.7 The Game. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.